Lord, we thank you that you love us just as we are, Lord, just as you find us today. You love, you love this world. You love this nation. God, everything we're facing right now, God, we, we give you our heart. We give you our life. We're not, we're not fearful. We know that, that you love us in the midst of all the, the trials and the testings and all the things that we're facing right now as a people, as a world. And Lord, we thank you that you accept our heart. You accept our love. Lord, that you love us even though you know us. And we just surrender again to you today. We give you worship and honor and glory. I just, as we were worshiping, I just kind of in my spirit, that story just dropped into my heart in the Old Testament when all of God's people were, were in the wilderness. There was a, a time when the, really a sickness began or a plague began to kind of move through the camp. And there was a group of priests, there was a couple priests that grabbed uh, a censer and put fire on it. And the scriptures talk about that they went out and they stood between the, the plague and the people. And, and I, just, I just sensed, I heard God say, as we worship the way we're worshiping, that we're actually taking that fire of worship and that, that censer of worship and standing between the things that the enemy's trying to do and the people of this planet and our city and our homes. And so I... I just exhort us to continue to, to have that posture of worship in our homes, in our neighborhoods. God, I thank you that, that, that worship is that fire and is that center that, that stops that enemy, enemy sickness from moving in our midst. We just, we just pray to you. We just worship you, Jesus. We thank you that we're your priests of the, the new covenant you called us kings and priests. And so we get the honor of carrying the, the center of worship, the fire of worship. And so we just declare that we're going to stand between anything the enemy's trying to do and your people on this planet with worship, God. We give you honor and glory today. And I thank you for a worshiping people in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said amen, amen, amen. It is good to see you. The transformation this morning. I know service is a little bit different today. The guys are going to bring these tables out real quick. And uh, I'm just so honored to, to, that you'd be here to hang out. We're just going to have a little different service today. Um, we have uh, obviously been dealing with some of the uh, implications of coronavirus, and we're in a series called Prodigals, and um, I, I think we're going to deviate from that uh, for several weeks today. Obviously, you know, we have um, suspended our, uh, our services, or, or let me say it this way. Uh, we don't cancel service. Come on, we are the church, right? And so, so we're not canceling service. We got a lot of you watching online. Thank you so much for checking us out online. And like we said, you can go ahead and be seated. Uh, as you sit down, give somebody some air love, um, no, no handshakes. Uh, and uh, we are, are going to get into a little bit of um, just, just what we're planning on as a church, what we're looking at uh, with the virus and what we need to do um, to, be, uh, to take caution. Uh, but, but we're still, we're going to continue to worship and gather in our homes and, uh, and around our community. We're going to be the church. Um, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Mark Hines is, gonna, is here. He's part of our church. Mark, come on up. Uh, you guys give it up for Mark. His wife, Dima, right here on the front row. Um, we, we, uh, Mark and I, we, come on, man, some, some, air, some knuckle love or elbow love. No knuckle love, just no, elbow love. From a distance. Yes. We, what'd you say? A little heel love? Heel little, love. Little, yeah, there we so, go. A little, little something right there. Uh, Mark, uh, his wife, uh, man, go ahead, grab a seat. We'll, we'll sit down. Um, 
uh, Mark's wife emailed our church um, a couple days ago and emailed uh, the office and just shared some of what Mark's es- expertise is. Mark, you're a microbiologist, a medical microbiologist. That's right. And uh, disease prevention. Mm-hmm. That's part of And it. then also infectious control, some of that. Is right. that right? Right. Um, so how cool is it to have what God knew we needed in the house? You know, when we needed it. And so, um, and, and so thank you guys so much for on last, last minute notice. Like, can you talk? Can we interview you? <laughs> yeah. um, and you're like, yeah, let's go. Um, and, and I just think also, you know, the scripture talks about God, everything we need is in the house. Amen. You know, and a lot of times we get so scared about what's out there. And then here we're in the middle of a, of a crisis kind of a, worldwide. And we have an infectious disease, you know, expert in our church. And so thank you again. Just I believe that what we need is in the house. And so we're going to just talk a little bit today um, on the front end. I'm going to talk about um, my title. My title today is just unshakable church. That we're unshakable, guys. That there's a there's a shaking going on. And um, so so there's obviously some concern and fear and and then there's wisdom. So I wanted to just meet with Mark and and talk about some of the wisdom. I'm going to give a couple verses real quick um, on just uh, what I really want to look at today about just a shaking. And um, this is what it says in Hebrews. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27 through 28. It says this. It says the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Come on, we put our awe in God. We don't put our awe in a virus. We don't put our awe in a disease. We, put, we worship yep. God in awe for our God is a consuming fire. And then Psalm 112, 6 and 7 says this, Surely he will never be shaken. It's not about us. The righteous will be an everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast trusting in the Lord. So I want to say this, we're, we're, we are a people of, of wisdom. Um, we're a people of God. And so I want to ask Mark, and he's going to give us some wisdom just on the front end, a couple of thoughts about just what's the wisdom? How do we handle this? Um, asked him about a plan. We're meeting as pastors. We're meeting with other churches. We're networking with other churches. Um, I know we've um, uh, suspended meeting here at this facility. Thank you guys for being here. Our leaders and our staff and leaders are here and we've been praying and talking together and then you're meeting online, checking us out. We're going to continue to meet and strategize with government officials, city officials, and, um, and we're, we're, meet, we're planning. But um, Mark, what are some of the things, you know, the next three to four weeks, what does that plan look like? What should we expect? What have you seen around the world? Sure. Well, I commend you all what you've done so far about taking the service wholly digital. Uh, that's, that's a great uh, step in that direction to, to minimize uh, the distance and the, the gathering of, of personnel. Awesome. You know, the, the community is the church, right? The, yeah. the community is where we are. Uh, and what you're doing with the, the, the small groups is, is the right way to do it. Awesome. That's, that's the best way. Uh, always check the, the websites that are built, uh, coronavirus.gov, run by the Centers for Disease, Disease Control. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a daily changing approach we have to take, uh, and that's that's the that's the guidance that we take is to follow what the uh, the website is built for us. So avoid any other source of information. That's that's, that's the official that's one, good. right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's easy to close Facebook, close you, Pinterest. Some of you twi- Twitter trolls, come on. Right, right. So <laughs> use the official because those are updated hourly, minute, uh, secondly, I don't know, uh, they're, they're always updated. So they're going to be the guidance to look and see. Right now we're in a stance where we can gather in smaller groups like this. Uh, and That could change, but what we're doing now is we're washing our hands, we're keeping our distance, we're elbowing, 
right? We're saying hello and, and sort of a distance yeah, it's path. A little, it's a little awkward. Like I met sure. you and your wife for the first time today, and I walked into the office. And I'm ready to come, like, what's up? You know, and we're all like, ah. <laughs> uh, we really like each other. You know, right. like, hey, nice to meet you. Like all of our, yeah. but hello. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. Yeah. yeah, social norms are a little different right, right now. Right, absolutely. And you should embrace that. And if someone else doesn't embrace it, you start that, right? Start that trend. That should be trending more and more than anything else should be. Uh, just be safe for you. Be safe for those around you. You might not know what they're going through as, as far as the health-wise go. Wash your hands. Keep a distance. Uh, and that's it. And look and see and touch and, and see how things go on from there. Yeah, and you said in some of the other countries, we're seeing the bell, a bell curve or it's right. kind of you know, dropping off. So what that you know for the next two to three weeks, we're hoping to see that and kind of expectation here. Yep, in, absolutely. In uh, you know, with, with some of the countries that they've done, with the, the, the social distancing, the, the barrier that they've got, the testing kits that they provided – it's enough that people can see what's going on and they can keep a distance so they, they, they can identify groups uh, and have them do things different than the normal uh, day in and day out situ okay. situation that they're in. Okay, so wisdom for um, gathering as a church when we do come back um, and have services here, wisdom for gathering as a, as a corporate church, with, uh, you know, a whole community, wisdom uh, gathering for, for our personal homes and our families. I mean, I know that we're not meeting as a large group right now, but there's also concern in the home. So what's the, the wisdom gathering here, the wisdom in our homes, wisdom for connect groups? Because right. I was talking with Mark, like really, we, we, the church is, is us. It's, it's connect groups. We push connect groups. We teach connect groups. Like we gather in, in homes. We gather in community. And so, so maybe we can't gather in this large setting every week right now, but that doesn't stop the church. The church actually multiplies home to home, house to house. And so right. it's amazing how God does that. But we also want to, you know, some people might not be comfortable. Like, man, I don't sure. want to have people in my home. And how do we know? And so what are, what are some wisdom? on gathering here, wisdom on gathering in our homes, you know, family and friends. What's that look sure. like? Sure. So you're, what I'm saying here is you are doing it perfectly. You're, you're promoting washing the hands, the distance keeping, alcoholing on top of those hands, uh, keeping the good distance, saying hello without touching too much, yep. and then keeping that propagating throughout your, your life, your home life with your friends, telling your family, telling your, your grandparents, those that might not have the access to the information, tell them the best way to do things. Wash your hands frequently. Clean your phones as much as you as much oh, as you wow, need to. Yeah. Um, my wife come put that come home. Put our phones on the table. Alcohol those things. Alcohol. Wash our hands, and then we're we're clean. Right. Yeah. There, there's an analogy that, that I, I use when I'm teaching people this. It's the wet paint. Essentially, when you clean your hands, your hands are clean. They're good to go. You touch a surface, your hands are now essentially wet paint. Anything you touch, what was here is now here. If so, it goes here, right there, it is. Yeah. So just make sure you're washing and not touching. Exactly. And, and, and be clean as you can be. And, and Man, I was back in my office this morning. I washed my hands and I like wiped my eyes. I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> I'm putting alcohol in my eyes. And <laughs> can't see. That's one uh, <laughs> But uh, it's a little too far. Huh? Uh, <laughs> so that's good. And then, and then if someone's feeling sick, if someone feels like, man, I, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not feeling well, what's the next step in there? I mean, I've heard all kinds of rumors like, you know, there's not enough tests, and we don't know what to do. And, and what sure. what do you say if someone's feeling that way? You know? Sure. Well, it's it's important to realize that this is still uh, a season where we get other and other things going on, right? We got allergies coming up soon. We have the actual flu season going on. And we have this new coronavirus. Just because you're feeling poor does not mean you have anything major that can't be controlled with a normal basis, right? So the the number one guidance that we have is if you feel poor. You call your doctor. You call call a hospital. Tell them your symptoms, and okay. they'll give you the guidance whether to come in. They'll come to you. You can go to a testing center okay. and go from there. Right? Self awesome. self isolation. Just tell someone. 
Don't feel poor to tell someone that you're not feeling well so you can get those symptoms checked out and get tested and That's go good. from there. And you said early detection is key with that early too. detection. Okay. You, and you said uh, about 4% is what really right. is being tested positive for coronavirus. Correct. It's not in our nation anyway. Is that correct? Right. Or is right. that worldwide? The, the, U, the U.S. is doing a great job right now with, with containment. The, what we're seeing is those with uh, you know, predisposition of some other underlying condition, uh, even a compromised individuals. You, know, you and me will look healthy as can be. You're a little more healthy than I am. I don't know, man. Uh, good. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, but underlying, you might not know. And that's what you've got to take into consideration is that those that are elderly and those that have some other predisposition, they're the ones that are going to be higher risk than anybody else. Okay. Okay. So it's up, to, it's up to us as people to realize what we have uh, and take that into consideration with what actions we take in our community. Okay, that's good. And then the last thing um, your wife had mentioned and, and, and you as well, I, I love this thought, um, some of the proactivity and, and some of the ways that we can continue to serve our community. And so um, I, I love that, that we don't just, and I'm going to share some of this in the message a little bit in a minute, but that we are here for others. We're here for the community. We're not here to isolate. We're not here to, yep. to hole up. We're here to help. And so um, you have some expertise, and maybe you can speak to that. It might be some of the same, but, but um, your wife had mentioned some ideas about a task force, and, mm-hmm. and you know, there's probably going to be a medical, uh, medical personnel that are inundated with a lot more uh, work. And so when it comes to food or, or getting meals, like taking them meals, or, or there's families that might be in the hospital that, that can't get you know, feeding their pets, and what is that look like or I had a couple people mention like a lot of the, the schools are canceled and a lot of children get meals from school and so they can't get food and so so what does that look like to bring meals and so I love just that you are thinking that our church is thinking your wife is thinking and we're just thinking proactively mm-hmm. and so um, are there some things that we can do proactively going into these places that you could suggest and as we just so you know we are going to continue to to meet we're getting some input from him and 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 we're looking at what it looks like to be wise but also continue to go and serve and so as a church come on you're serving we're going we're giving we're believing um we're not we're not shrinking back um, but what, what would you speak to that sure. uh, lastly on, on just proactivity in that? Absolutely. So what you all have done so far is exactly what you need to keep doing, right? You're already being proactive in the thought process of thinking about families that are going to be in need during this time. So if there's caregivers that are there, and we all know that the, the medical team and, and the community give all of themselves to the patients. Uh, and yeah. sometimes they forget about themselves, their family, their pets. Um, like you said, those that, are, that rely on school lunches to, to have a lunch, to have a meal, okay. right? So it's, it's going to be identifying the, the numbers in the community that are going to have that need, mm-hmm. which should be available online as well as far as online the numbers that are available, that, that, that are in need of, of you know, service or food, some, some other community uh, assistance of, yep. of some sort. Uh, and that's going to be identifying other areas and sort of brainstorming what you can do and then preparing yourself, getting some, some um packaged foods together that you can take to these people that they can eat when they can yep. uh, and, and just having yourselves fully available to discuss with them anything they need. Awesome. And then going into those environments, just same thing, social distancing, exactly. st- washing hands, being yep. careful going in, you know, that's great. Man. Absolutely. Awesome. And that's so helpful, bro. And uh, I'm so glad you're here and thank you for uh, thank just you. stepping up and saying, Hey, we're here to serve and help. I love that. That then sure. in the heart of, come on, the church is its finest hour in the middle of things like this. And so sure. I think that we're going to shine bright. So yeah. thank you so much, man. Thank you, you guys give me. it up for him. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. I'm going to just, uh, 
You grab a seat down there. I'm going to just continue to transition into just a little bit of um, spiritually real quick. I think those are some very wise, practical things, and, and we need that. Hope you took some of that in. How, how, how much of a blessing is that to have, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of uh, what's happening, to you know, have a microbiologist who, uh, who knows the answers, right? Is, is, he was talking with his wife. He's such a humble guy. We got to meet today and just talking, but he's, his wife was like, he was kind of like, I don't know what to say. I don't really know. And she's like, you know everything we don't, you know, <laughs> share what you know. You know, and it just, it brings me comfort just, you know, talking and, and I, and I know, listen, I think everybody's like, you know, there's no fear, no fear, no fear. We're people of faith. That's just not even realistic. You know, I, I want to speak to that in a minute, but here's what I think is happening right now. There's a global shaking. Really? It's unprecedented. It's happening. We haven't seen this type of global thing in a long time. Whatever the reason, media, social media, news, uh, real, I mean, real, real disease. I mean, there's a lot of re- re- factors that go into it. And so there's a, there's a shaking. Here's what shaking does. Shaking always reveals what's in you. Okay, shaking just reveals. It doesn't produce anything. It just reveals what's on the inside of us. And so, so what happens when all things begin to shake in our life? It, it, there's several, several thoughts. Number one, during this shaking, what's in you is tested and revealed. That's simple, just... Whatever's in you is tested and revealed. So, so we trust in God. I trust in God. I got faith in God. And so people will say, well, it's just that, you know, we, we trust in God. We've got faith. That doesn't mean we don't acknowledge fear. It doesn't mean we don't have any concern. Like I, I was in the airport last week, a couple, well, actually three days ago, flying back from Colorado, and, and, and I'm, I was a little concerned. I mean, there's people walking with stinking gas masks on, you know, all around. I mean, they're handing out wet wipes to, to wipe down the buckles of the, of the plane and the seats, and I'm wiping the headrest. I don't even like the headrest even when I, there's no disease out there. You know, I'm wiping that. I felt good. I'm like, I got a wet wipe for the headrest. I can actually relax now. You know, I'm wiping that. I'm wiping the, the, the seat belt buckles. I'm wiping. And, and then I'm telling Mark about it today. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're wiping down the little knob for the, for the, for the tray that falls down. I'm like, I forgot about that one. I didn't touch it, though. You know, I mean, there's this concern. I mean, there's a real, there's a real concern. And, uh, and I think sometimes we go, oh, you can't have any fear. Let me just say this to you. You can write it down. It won't be on the screen. Faith and fear often dwell together. Faith, faith and fear dwell together. It, it's not, they're not. I mean, let me give you it to this way. I love roller coasters. Come on. I go, and you know, I look at the roller coaster. I see people get off the roller coaster. I see the design of the roller coaster. I think it's an amazing roller coaster. I get on the roller coaster and I'm afraid the whole time. I'm riding, I'm, I'm, I'm impassioned, I'm excited, I'm screaming like a little girl, I'm scared, I'm having fun. That's, it's just roller, why, why I have faith that I'm going to get out alive, because I get on it, I've got faith in the designer, I've got faith in the builder, I've got faith in the brakes, I've got faith in the one that built it, that they're liable for my life, I have faith they're liable for me, but I'm still scared to death the whole ride. Well, well, well why? Because that's life. And I have faith in the designer, God, I have faith in... And him creating us, we have faith that God designed us and, and we have faith that he's liable for our life. We have faith that he knows the twists and turns and the roller coaster of life. And so listen, sometimes there's, there's fear and sometimes there's faith. Second Timothy says this, we don't have a spirit of fear. So, so just because we experience fear doesn't mean we have a spirit of fear. But we have a spirit of power, love and a, and a clear mind. Right. And so so here's what that means, that we don't have a spirit of fear. It means this, that we we actually get to choose which one wins, faith or fear. 
So a spirit of fear dictates the direction and defines your life, but fear itself cannot dictate and define your life. A spirit of fear tries to, we have the spirit of faith. Doesn't mean that fear and faith aren't together, but it means that we keep riding the ride. We're gonna actually choose which one wins. You can write that down. Whatever you take in more takes over most. Whatever you take in more, if you're, if you're taking in more faith, if you're taking in more word, if you're taking in more God, that's going to take over most. You know, I always look at the people's faces getting off the roller coasters just to see that they lived. And see, they made it. You know what I mean? So I'm taking in the faith. I'm taking in the fact that, you know, I saw them get on. I saw them get off. Right. And so we we want to take in faith. Come on, we're going to ride. We're going to trust a designer He's actually liable for our life. So, man, that, it's going to reveal what's in you. The second thing, during a shaking, what your life is built on is tested and revealed. So not only what's in you, what you're standing on. The Bible's so clear about our, our Jesus being our, our foundation. Foundation is so important, guys. Church, right now, foundation is so important in our life. I mean, it's the most important thing in a building. I had a buddy that bought a house in Costa Rica, been through three earthquakes, and there's not one crack in the, in the, in the structure. Well, before he bought the building for a million dollars, he met the builder, and he asked the builder, what materials were, was it built on? What's the foundation like? And the build, builder told him all the type of steel and all the, and you want to know that in a country like that that goes through earthquakes. And he was confident enough after meeting the builder and hearing what the foundation was that he could put a million dollar investment into that home. And, and the same thing for us, like the most important thing is the foundation of our house. What is our, the foundation built on? Is it sand or is it Jesus? The Bible says that anything that's not Jesus is sand. And so, so what are you building on? What does it look like for your foundation? If your foundation isn't strong, there's going to be some cracks in your life right now, some, some, some crumbles. There's going to be some areas going, I don't know if I can make it. You need to write this down. We're only as strong as our foundation. You and I, we're only as strong as the foundation we've built on. And we've either built it on Jesus or we've built it on popularity or we've built it on finances or the stock market. We see a shaking in all those areas. We've built it on being healthy or how long we live. And, and, and the reality is we want to be wise, but we have to understand the foundation of our life is Jesus Christ. Amen. We're, not, we're not building it on anything else. And in this season, listen, in this season of shaking, your foundation is going to be revealed. Yeah. And that's okay. Like if it's strong, it's going to get stronger. If it's a little bit weak, then it can get stronger. I, I think that the thing about a believer is no testing or no suffering or no shaking is ever wasted on us. It actually allows us to go, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to get strong in? And so I just want to encourage you, if you feel like your foundation is a little wobbly, man, go back to Jesus and go, okay, Lord, we need to re rebuild or re-strengthen re this thing a little bit, get this thing a little bit stronger. And then lastly, during the shaking, what you care about or who you care about is tested and revealed. So as a shake, it happens. Who you care about is tested and revealed. I think it's so important. Come on. We are the unshakable church. I love that you guys are saying, how can we serve the community? How can we take food? How can we reach our neighbors? Come on. Who we care about. Are we, do we care about ourselves only? Do we care about holding up? Do we care about isolating? I, I get it that we've got to have social distance. You know, the word church is ecclesia. It actually means called out. Many stop there, and that causes a, an isolation mentality. Many say, oh, we're the called out ones. That's not the definition. We are called out, but it's actually called out and called to. It's not just called out. We're only strong when we're together. We're only strong when we're called together, not called out and isolated. That's how a lot of people get this little me and my three and no more, right? It's like, no, 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 no. We're called out, and we're called together. Called together as a people and called to our community. 
We've always built our church on reaching those that are far from God, believing for those that are lost, reaching those that aren't in the fold. Does that make sense? Like we're called to our community. And so right now we're the light. We're the antidote to fear and chaos. Come on, everybody. You're the antidote. I mean, I love wisdom. We're going we're to say, hey, what's up? You know, you know air bump and, and high five and love you from a distance and all that. Here's what I want you to know. Social distancing is great, but don't soul distance. Don't, don't, don't spiritually distance. You know, let's get our distance. Let's be wise, but we're not going to isolate. Write this down. Bodies carry viruses. Souls carry cures. Come on, our bodies, yeah, we got microbes and all that. But, but listen, our souls carry the cure that God wants to, to, to put into people's lives. And I think it's important in this hour. And so I want to give you three thoughts real quick, three simple things. Um, and we're going to pray. And I'm going to read Psalm 91 over us. I'm going to declare that over this house and over our city. Um, I think that uh, it's important that we do this. You hear the hand washing. What do we do? We hand wash. You're like, okay, that Really? hand wash like mass global hysteria <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> you know? it's like okay you know stock market you know disease death i mean italy had planes flying their national fl- the flag i mean yesterday it was amazing it was the coolest thing I've ever seen they had the they the planes took off and it had like this one plane that went over top of them and then these like six planes took off and it was all the colors of the of the italian flag and the song was playing i mean like oh i mean what do we what do we do wash hands um i i want to scratch my face right now but i don't want to touch it um here, here's the thing it's so basic. It's so simple. And, and here, I was listening to an MD talk about it, and I was talking to Mark about it yesterday, and, and uh, was showing off with my microbiologist skills. And, um, and, he, and, and, and literally, here's what happens. When you wash your hands, the soap has this fatty uh, substance in it, and there's an envelope on the virus. The virus actually is contained in an envelope. And so the, the virus has to have a delivery system. So the envelope is a delivery system to your cells or to your body. Well, the envelope encases the virus. Well, the so- it has a fatty tissue in it or fatty substance in it as well. And, and so the soap has a fatty substance. The envelope has a fatty substance. And when they interact, the soap actually disintegrates or, or neutralizes or breaks apart. It actually breaks apart the envelope that's able to deliver the virus to your body. And so it doesn't necessarily kill it, but it neutralizes the virus. Listen to me. Satan has an envelope that he's trying to deliver to the world right now. And, and, there, and there's some basic washing hands spiritually that'll break apart that envelope so those things can't be delivered to our body. He's trying to deliver fear. He's trying to deliver isolation. And he's trying to deliver control. Those three things. And so I'm just going to give you three simple thoughts on how to wash your hands spiritually to combat fear, isolation, and control. Number one, return to the place of prayer and worship in the word through this storm. Whatever, fervently return to prayer and worship in the word. I don't, I, listen, we, I know we all can use more of that. And so, so instead of just feeding yourself, why do you think it's called a news feed? Because it feeds you and feeds you and feeds you. Instead of sitting in that for hours on end, like, yeah, find out, go to the right websites, look at the, the wisdom and the places, you, but then turn on some worship, turn on some, get the word open, begin to get into things of God. I think that we are the disciples of God. We need to not be terrified. We're not going to be scared. Come on, remember the, remember the story. Just get back into the word. Look at what Jesus did. We, God's going to do miracles through us. 
God's going to heal people through us. He's going to serve people through us. I remember the story when the disciples thought they were going to die in the storm. And they were in the boat. The winds and waves are blowing. Jesus is asleep in the boat. And the, he wakes up. They wake him up. We're going to die. We're going to die. The storm. And they're in all this storm. The Bible says that Jesus speaks to the winds and waves. They obey him. And the apostles say this. The disciples say this. They say, what manner of man is this that the winds and waves obey him? And then it says, and they were in awe of God. What I want to say is, let's be in awe of God. Not in awe of the virus. Not in awe of what's happening. Let's, even whatever it looks like, it, we're going to be in awe of God. How big he is. I, I, was, I was out in, in, in Colorado and I was looking at the mountains one morning. And I'm just, the mountains are, are this, these giant, enormous mountains. And I'm looking out, out this window just praying. And, and, and this is all hitting the earth at this time. And I'm watching the mountains. I'm like, you're so big. I was just in awe of him. And, 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 and this verse I read, the verse, it was like a rhetorical question God asked in the Psalms. He said, would I tell you if I was hungry? <laughs> like, no. And I'm just, and, and what, what the Holy Spirit said to me is this, he's self-sustaining. He doesn't need you. He's so big. Just, just, just look up, like get in your word. Look at God. He's so huge. And I'm in awe of him. So be in awe of him. Get back in the word. Get back in worship. Two, remain connected to spiritual leadership and, and the local house. Remain connected to your spiritual. We're meeting as pastors. We're praying for you. We've prayed for the church. We're praying for the city. Remain connected. Remain connected to each other through the storm. We're stronger together, guys. Don't isolate. Don't, don't pull back. Stay in connection. We have an app. Get on the app. We're going to be giving push notifications. We have a great website. It's a new website. Come on. Sign. If you don't have the app, go online. Go to the app store. Download the app. We're going to be sending out texts and emails. Come on. Don't ignore the stuff we're sending out. Stay connected. We've got some great things ahead for our church to really, to really plug in and serve our community. And so, so let's stay connected. We've got to help each other. That's the only way, right? If you're on an airplane, what happens? There's a little turbulence. The mass drop or a lot of turbulence. The mass drop. Let's say, put your own mask on and then help your, the person sitting by you. And so you don't just put your own mask on and worry about you. Come on, we're going to mask up. We're going to be wise. We're going we're gonna to be careful. We're gonna, we've canceled our, uh, you know, we, well, let me say this, we've moved our services to online more so. We'll keep you aware and updated in that. But, but we're going to help our neighbors. We're not going to isolate, invite uh, invest in people, spread hope, ask people what they need, pray for your neighbors, look for ways to serve. Um, we're looking at starting that task force and really believing in how we can be a blessing to our community. So we're not going to isolate. And the last one, this is real important, resolve. So, so resolve in your heart to be generous through the storm. I know, I, listen, the world, what does the world do? They hoard. Come on, the world starts to, starts to stockpile. We got to stockpile. We got to stockpile. We, we got to, come on, have anybody been to Costco? I don't, I, don't, I don't know why people think toilet paper is going to stop the virus. It might clean it up a little bit. No, I shouldn't say that. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I mean, listen, I get it. Like people are in homes and won't have toilet paper and all that. But, but they, the world is in fear. The, you know why we want to stockpile? Why we want to not be generous in the middle of something like this? Because we want to control. Yeah. Satan sends control. I'm going to control. Uh, I'm going I'm I'm to stockpile. I'm going to control everything. No, no, no. We give out. We don't give in. We give out. How do we sow? How do we serve? And so I just want to encourage you, like, like generosity breaks the back of control in this thing. So if you're a little fearful, if you're a little control, I get it, man. The different finances and money and, and, and those are real things. And jobs, I have friends, that, I have a friend, pastor friend that a lot of his church, he's in Vegas. A lot of his church works at the buffets and the restaurants. They're all shut down right now. 
He's, he, we were talking three days ago. He's like, I don't know what we're going to, you know, a lot of my, my church is in need. Let me, let me say this. We, we as a church want to help those needs. So if you are, if there's, some, if, there, if there's something you're facing or a need you have, please email the church, text in the church, find some leadership, stay connected. We are a generous church, but it only can happen if we all as a people continue to be generous and resolve to be generous in this time. And so I just want, we're not doing that for ourselves. We continue to serve and bless. And so I want to ask you, encourage you, stay online, get the app. You can give uh, online and keep doing that because we are thinking and dreaming and believing on how we can be generous to our community and the people around us. I think a closed hand tries to control, but an open hand releases and says, okay, God, use my hand, release what you have in my heart and in my life. Does that make sense? So we're going to continue to connect in that. I want to read you a quote from C.S. Lewis. I think this is our finest hour. C.S. Lewis said this, and I'm closing with this thought. He said this, in one way, we think a great deal too much about the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why, as you would lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, as you would have lived in the Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night. Or indeed, as you are living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, or an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin to ex- by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir and madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us were going to die in an unpleasant way. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics. <laughs> but, we, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go out about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances in which death itself was not a chance at all but a certainty. This is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let the bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like a frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. C.S. Lewis, 1948. 1948. Come on, we're not not being dominated by this thing. Come on, we, we, we do have fear. We do have concerns. We don't have a spirit of fear. We got a spirit of faith. Psalms 91, let me declare this over you. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, pestil- the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your right side and 10,000 at your right hand but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge even the most high your dwelling place. 
No evil shall befall you, nor, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has made known my name, he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Come on, that's the word of God. That's the thing we hold on to. Hebrews 12, 28, it says we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And it says that our God is an all-consuming fire. Let me just say this. We're not going to be consumed with fear. We're not going to be consumed with, with our culture's nonstop negative media that, that makes us more afraid. We're not going to feed on that. We're not going to be consumed with discouragement and chaos. We're not consumed with isolation. We're going to be consumed with God. Come on, he's an all-consuming fire. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for any fear. I want to pray for you. If you're watching online, man, I hope you're, you're watching today. I want to pray. I declare Psalms 91. I'm going to pray for, for just boldness and, and, and to look back to God and be consumed with the word of God. Be consumed with the power of community and the power of this faith community. Be consumed with the power of his word and worship. I want to pray that we'd be consumed with that. And then I want to pray for you. Maybe some of you watching online, or you, you've never really been in the family of God. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. The, the way to really get under the protection of God, the, the, the covering of God, the shadow of God, the, really, the way to, to be consumed with God, the only way to walk under that is to surrender to Jesus Christ. To put your foundation on Jesus, that the, the man that was God and man that came to this planet died for all sin, all disease, all sickness. He died for all that, went to a cross, took sin and shame and guilt, nailed it to a tree, died, rose from the dead three days later to give us life, to give us a relationship with God. Some of you have never made that decision. I'm going to pray for that for you as well today. You can pray with me right there online. And if you make that decision today, we want you to email in, text in, let us know online that you made that decision. We'd love to meet you and pray with you. Come on, let's pray together as a family. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you that we have something to lean on, to stand on. Thank you that our foundation, even in this, in this storm, when things are shaking, our foundation is on the rock of Jesus Christ. Lord, you said that if we build on sand or we build on things that are stubble or, or hay, that it'll be burnt up or it will, it will dissolve or shake away. Lord, you said that storms would come, that floods would come, that these things would happen. You said they would. You promised it. It's guaranteed that this stuff would go on. But you said if we would dig down deep and put our foundation on the rock of Christ Jesus, that our house would never fall, that we would never be able to be, be dissipated or broken apart, God. And so today we, we, we just declare we stand on the rock. We stand on the word. We stand on worship. We, we don't stand on a stock market. We don't stand on a job. We don't stand on, on, on no sickness. We don't stand on perfect health. We don't stand on, a, on an atomic free world. Lord, we stand on you, Jesus. Thank you that you died. And the fact that you died and rose from the dead gives us the greatest confidence. You defeated death. You defeated the greatest enemy. You defeated the greatest thing we have to fear. You already conquered it all. You gave us a new home. And we take courage in that, God, that you've defeated the greatest enemy. 
So I pray right now for anyone consumed by fear, anyone consumed by doubt or worry, and even those that have been touched, maybe have family members or people that have been been infected or affected by this or lost family members or lost jobs. God, we pray for them right now. We we just pray Psalm 91 over them. We pray for, for encouragement. We pray for family. We pray for no isolation. We pray, God, for just faith to arise. We pray for courage to arise. We just speak encouragement into everywhere there's discouragement right now. We just believe, God, that this is a fine hour that we can rise up and that those that maybe have experienced hurt or pain or turmoil will rise up out of ashes and you would rebuild something, God, that you'd continue to do what you do. You do miracles, God. We pray for miracles like never before. We pray for this planet like never before. We pray that thousands, millions would come to faith in you, Jesus. If you're listening right now online and you've never given your heart to Christ, you've never really surrendered to God, I just want you to know it's, it's as easy as believing in your heart that Jesus Christ was God and was man and rose from the dead. That You believe that in your heart, and if you'd confess it with your mouth, the Bible says you shall be saved. Saved is not just, not just eterni- for eternity. It is. It's a relationship with God. It's, it's forever with God, and it starts now. It starts from the moment you surrendered to Christ. The Bible says if you would make that surrender to Jesus as your Lord, as your leader and your God, you get a fresh start in God. Some of you might need a fresh start today. I want to pray for you and you can just pray this prayer with me right there where you are, from your living room, from your, from your home, wherever you are, in your car, I don't know, sitting there watching your phone, just pray this prayer with me. If you really need a fresh start and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to be in the family of God and have that protection, I want to pray for you. Just repeat after me, Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for living on this planet for three years as man and as God. I believe that you're God. I believe that you went to that cross and you died for me. You took all my sin, all my shame, and all my guilt. You took disease and you took worry and fear. You nailed it all to a tree and you died. Thank you that you rose from the dead three days later and I believe in you, Lord. I give you my life now. Fill me with your heart and your life and your spirit. Give me the life of God. I surrender to you as my leader the rest of my days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Come on, what a great day. Man, we love you so much. Thank you guys for being here. If there's anything you need or we can serve you in any way, we'd love to continue to reach out and bless you. So reach out to us, stay connected. We'll keep you informed and updated. God bless, have an amazing day. In Jesus' name.